This is War Vessel Radio, standing firm upon the truth of Jesus Christ and speaking triumphantly from the Word of God, boldly living from a position in Christ and decreasing so that Jesus will increase, proclaiming to the world the gospel of Jesus Christ and a hope and a future found in Him. Hey guys, welcome to episode 37 of the War Vessel Radio podcast. Um, I am starting today in uh, just a personal study through Genesis that I've been going through, um, and which has been really, really excellent. And I'm I'm kind of going through this, uh, seeing how quickly I can get through the Bible. Um, I've been able to listen to quite a bit at work, and then just also studying some things I want to study at home. And this week, um, I was dwelling in Genesis 19, which is actually the chapter of which Sodom and Gomorrah are destroyed. So it's kind of a unique chapter to be dwelling on. Some of you may have concerns for me if, if that's the chapter I'm choosing to dwell on, and, and that's okay, um, but I have none. Um so anyway, I, the Lord just caused me to do a deep dive into this this chapter um, and look do some word study uh, and kind of just experiment with various Bible study studying methods. And it has been really interesting um, what came out of that. But something in particularly stood out to me um, in. So the setting or the contextual setting of this is the Lord and two angels came to Abraham um, and visited with him, ate dinner, and then they told him, we're going to visit Sodom and Gomorrah and choose whether or not to destroy it or they were going to destroy it. And Abraham goes through this, but what if you find 50 righteous men or 45 or, or 30 or 20 or 10 or 5? And, they, and the Lord says, for the sake of the... For those righteous, I will not destroy the city. Uh, so they come, the angels come to Sodom. They discover a lot, being the one person of um, semi-righteousness or of righteousness compared to the rest of the city. Uh, so they, they go about saving him from the destruction of the city. And so I'm going to pick up in verse 15 and talk about some of the things that stood out to me. So, I'll just read a little bit here. So, this is chapter 19, verse 15. When the morning dawned, the angels urged Lot to hurry, saying, Arise, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be consumed in the punishment of the city. And while he lingered, the men took hold of his hand, his wife's hand, and the hands of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful to him. And they brought him out and set him outside the city. So it came to pass when they had brought them outside that he said, the angel said, Escape for your life. Do not look behind you, nor stay anywhere in the plain. Escape to the mountains, lest you be destroyed. Now, what stood out to me about this chapter, or about this particular um, passage, is in, in verse 17, the angel commands him, do not look behind you, nor stay anywhere in the plain. And so I did a word search in Blue Letter Bible on the Hebrew of that word, look. And it turns out it has an interesting uh, an interesting addition to 
just the word, what we would, in the word look in English, we would consider just to look at something. But in the Hebrew, it adds something to that. So, this word look that is used here is the Hebrew word navat, which is to look, to regard, to show regard, pay attention to, or to consider. Um, Strong's definition puts it to look intently at, and by implication, to regard with pleasure, favor, or care. To cause, to behold, consider, look, regard, have respect, or see. So it's a little different than the casual observance of something. If I was to, you know, look out the car window at a tree and then not think twice about that tree, or if I was to look at the blue sky and see that it's a blue sky but not think much of it, that's not what this word. That's not what this word look is describing. This would be if I was to be in a museum or looking at a sunset. And, for example, in the museum, I see a painting or a piece of architectural sculpture that I find very interesting, and I respect uh, that piece of art. Um, I have regard for it. I pay attention. I look intently at it, um, and it gives a regard of pleasure even. Or I love sunsets and sunrises, and so when I see beautiful skyscapes like that, I have this regard for them. I I take pleasure in the beauty and uh, that, and upon looking upon them, I I have a regard for them, and I favor them. That's what this word is. So, I just kind of logged that in the back of my mind as I continued reading through this chapter. And the next place we see this word pop up is in 26, which is with Lot's wife. And if you're familiar with the story, you know what happens. And it says in verse 26, But his wife, Lots, looked back behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. And that word looked is that same word, navat. So it seems to indicate that Lot's wife looked back behind herself at Sodom and she had regard for it. She respected it. It was something that had caused, that gave her pleasure, favor, or care. And so it was that longing, looking back at what she was leaving, desiring it, so to speak, and not, not fully recognizing that she was fleeing from it because it would destroy her to be there. She had this longing for it. And so I thought that was interesting. It That was why... She did exactly what the angel warned her not to do. Do not look back upon the city with favor, with regard. Um, basically, you're, they were to banish it from their minds. And they, I get the sense they weren't supposed to look back at all because to look back would be to look back with regard. But there is that idea that they weren't to look back with any feeling for the city, any care for it. And so that was interesting to me as I was considering that. And then two two verses later, um, well, I'll just read 26 to 28. But his wife looked back behind him, and she became a pillar of salt. And Abraham went early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord. Then he looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah, toward all the land of the plain, and he saw, and behold, the smoke of the land, which went up like the smoke of a furnace. Now, It says, Abraham went early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord. 
um, the place where he had met with the Lord before uh, this had happened. And then Abraham looked towards Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain, and he saw, and behold, the smoke of the land, which went up like the smoke of a furnace. So here we have Abraham looking upon Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, Abraham wasn't commanded, like Lot and his his family, not to look at Sodom and Gomorrah, not to look back. But all the same, the word looked or look here is different than the word that the angels commanded Lot and his family and different than the word looked used to describe how Lot's wife looked backwards at the city. Um, the Hebrew here is shokath, uh, or shokath, one of those two. And it is to, it means to overlook, look down, or look out of, to overhang, look out and down, to lean over and look down, to look down or look down upon. And Strong's definition of shokath is to lean, as in out of a window, and by implication, to peep or gaze um, passively or like a spectacle, um, and to appear to look down forth or look out. So this is the observance look. They, you know, you're peering at something, um, you know, looking at something through a magnifying glass, or uh, if you're just going out in your deck or walking out in the yard and taking in the sight, that would be this word. There isn't the regard. It is merely a observance, a, a spectacle, a passive watching, if you will. Um, and it is just this idea of looking out a window. So we see that Abraham looks towards Sodom and Gomorrah, and he just takes it in what is happening. And the spiritual lesson for me in all of this is I know in my spiritual life it is easy to be fleeing from something, be it a pattern of sin, a a place of destruction in my walk, in my spiritual walk, something that I have recognized will eventually destroy me, be it pride or anger or lust or um, or something out, lying, any, anything it, it could be. I've recognized that as a problem, and the Lord has caused me to flee from it by his grace. He has had mercy upon me, and I am fleeing that city of, of lying. I'm fleeing that city of lust. I'm fleeing that city of anger, uh, fleeing that city of, of pride. But I've also been commanded not to look back upon those cities. You know, I have been given a new land, a new territory to live in, in Jesus Christ, I need not look back at the former things that I came, have been redeemed from, that I've been saved from, that I've been given, shown mercy in. And yet, like Lot's wife, often I can turn around, and even though I may be going away from it, I turn around and I look back with regard, with a longing, and for the... And all it is is a moment. She only looked back for a moment, and that's all it takes is that moment of, man, I wish I was back there for one second. Man, I wish I didn't have to flee that. And suddenly there's a pillar of salt 
in our life. And I, to me, when I was, as I've been reflecting about this over the last few days, it isn't necessarily that we become a pillar of salt. Like, uh, in the case of where Lot's wife just was immediately transfigured into a pillar of salt. But spiritually, we can still be fleeing something, but we've it's almost as if we've created a stumbling block, a, a salty dryness in our spiritual walk that now is something we have to deal with, um, be it a giving into temptation. Um, it's just, it's not something we want to have in our spiritual walk, pillars of salt. And every time we turn and we look back upon something and we have regard for something, um, and it's not a remorseful regard, we're like we're looking back upon it and saying, Lord, thank you for taking me from that place. That was a terrible place I was in. But more a, Lord, why did I have to leave that place? Why is this so hard that I have to walk away from this, that I have to be fleeing from this? It wasn't so bad, you know, where I was at. Um, or just simply wanting that thing back. That is this looking with regard to have respect, to have care, and it's something that we need to be dealt with. Now, thankfully, by God's grace, He will sanctify us of that. Though we might create some pillar of salts in our pillar of salt in our life, pillars of salt in our life, our spiritual walk that have to be dealt with, and that has been really convicting to me over the last couple of days, as I know I so often fall into this looking back with longing when I'm supposed to be fleeing from something. And it doesn't, obviously this doesn't necessarily mean that I return to it, though I suppose some could. And I, I'm i sure there's times when I, ref, I return to the city that's being destroyed that I should not be returning to. And, and I need to not do that. But the Lord has given grace to change that and to, I may have to go through more of a trial because I chose to do something outside of what God has commanded for my life and that's of his spirit, but there's still grace to cover it. But also, it is not a bad thing either to look back at the Sodom and the Gomorrahs of our life. As long as it's not with regard, we can look back in the past and say, there was a place of destruction that I was in, that I was living and dwelling in, and it needed to be destroyed. And the Lord, by his grace, Jesus, by his mercy upon me, warned me of it. I took heed and I fled, and I did not look back, except to look back and remember what the Lord did for me and that I never want to go back to that place. I see the smoke, I see the burning, and I know that's no place for me to be anymore. And I observe it like that and I give testimony to it like that, just as Abraham came out and he was looking out a window. He was in a different place. He was in the place that the Lord had stood with him. And where he had stood before the Lord. And that's the heart we are to have. We are to stand in the place where we have stood with the Lord, where he is standing with us. 
and he gives us the ability to look out upon what would have been destruction in our lives, a greater destruction in our lives had we tarried in that place. And yet he brought us to a new place. Uh, in in uh, Lot is commanded to flee. He was not to stay in the plain. He was to flee to the mountains, lest he be destroyed. Now Lot came up with this pitiful excuse to stay in the little city of Zor, which actually means insignificant. Um, but he was commanded to go to the mountains. And I was just reflecting upon this. Um, and there's probably something deeper about what those mountains were. But God is often described as our mountain, as our our fortress of strength, our stone um, and so that is where we've been called to flee to. We've been to flee to the strongholds of our Lord and to the mountains and not to tarry in the city or in the plains, but to go up into the mountains and to hide in the shelter of the Lord and be obedient to him. So that has kind of been my heart for this message, and it's been very stirring to me and convicting to me. Uh, and I know there's so many areas um, that I look back upon on a daily basis and I leave a little pillar of salt, um, some probably bigger and some smaller. And I need the grace to move away from those things. I need Jesus by his spirit to begin transforming me and to give me a heart of observance that has drawn me away from those places so I can still recognize them but not go back to them, not return to them. Um, and so that is my heart for us all at, of the church, that we would, that as the church, we would not look back upon things and des be desiring things that are places of destruction that cause pillars of salt to pop up in our in our relationship to Jesus as the church. So I hope this has been encouraging to you all. I, I hope there are ways that this can practically apply to you and that it's ways that it's challenging and convicting to you as it has been to me. Uh, know that I'm praying for you all. Thank you so much for listening, and um, I hope you'll come back and listen next week. So thank you very much, guys. Thank you for listening to War Vessel Radio. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow and share this podcast with others so the truth of Jesus Christ will continue to spread. Thanks again for listening, and may the love, joy, peace, and grace of Jesus fill you today.